Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-433-0539-800-433-0539-800-433-0539. That's 800-433-0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans. Thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle on a Hump Dup. Great to have you with us, wherever you are listening in this great land of ours, this land of Madagascar. Come on in and get heard at the toll-free line in 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-PLAY. If you want to talk about football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, quit a total about chess checkers, rugby, cricket, that type of stuff, we'll do it together at the toll-free line. Once again, 1-800-878-PLAY. Not just one, but 1-800-878-7529. We have a uh, packed show. When do we not? Matthew Castelli will join us from Stockholm, Sweden, uh, to talk about his new video game called Racket Club. Director Rye Levy, Levy, we'll find out how to say it. And subject, Pollo Del Mar, that's Chicken of the Sea. <laughs> they have a documentary called Out in the Ring. We'll have uh, poker player Jamie Kersetter in the second hour with director Connie Kokia and actor Jonathan Seamow for their film When Time Got Louder, starring Willow Shields and Elizabeth Mitchell. Then we will have in the third hour, Pro Wagering with J.D. Sharp. We'll talk a little sports with him. English actress Wendy Morgan will join us at 11.25. She's written and directed a new movie called Mercy. And then author Clayton Truter has a book called Boston Ball about the heyday of young college basketball coaches in Boston with Patino, Calhoun, Williams, and the like. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, twitch.tv. Look for Sports Byline. There I am. Also, around the world on the American Forces Radio Network, big shout-out to our troops listening both home and abroad. You're doing a great job. Stay safe. Come home soon. We're proud of you. We are on the Internet at sportsbyline.com. Email's rick at sportsbyline.com. The Twitter is at Rick Tittle. Come on back, and let's do this. Hey, you. 
the one on the couch you just told your friend you can't go out because you're busy? Ready to get real about your psoriasis? When your current treatments don't do enough to help control the inflammation beneath the skin, causing plaques and pain, stressing and scratching, it's time to stop hiding and get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avens, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com, and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your AVs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome, he's a genius. Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Great to have you with us, wherever you are listening. Uh, coming up in the next segment, we will have Mathieu Castelli, and uh, he'll join us from Sweden. Um, that's Sweden, by the way. Draymond Green 
<laughs> got thrown out of another game. And what happened was with the T-Wolves beating the Warriors uh, for the second time in three nights now, but the scuffle began when Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels started pulling and shoving each other in transition, and then uh, basically with Thompson getting his jersey ripped off by McDaniels, and then everybody kind of went over to break it up, and um, Gobert started pulling Clay off, and then Draymond Green flew in and grabbed him by the neck and got him in a chokehold by grabbing him away, and Gobert... Since he was French, he surrendered. No, just kidding. Uh, he was kind of putting his hands in the air like, do you guys see me getting choked right now? Do you see this? Everyone, Bueller, I'm getting choked. Hello, are you looking? Uh, yeah, that type of stuff. And so when it all got done, Thompson and McDaniels were double teed, and Draymond got a flagrant two, all automatic ejections. And Draymond now could be facing a suspension. Um, but there's a little bit of history between Green and uh, Gobert. And they have traded social media barbs, as you like to do. And Gobert one time wrote, Every time Steph doesn't play, Draymond doesn't want to play without his guy Steph. So he does anything he can to get ejected. And he called uh, his behavior clown behavior. And uh, the way the NBA looked at Gobert, they looked at him as a peacemaker, as they literally call it, peacemaker. In other words, he was trying to break up the fight. And this is a game where Steph wasn't even playing because he got sidelined with an injury going to what he said. But Gobert uh, said, quote, I went to try to disconnect the situation between Jaden and Clay." Then I just felt someone grabbing me. My first thought was, I'm not going to fight. I need to be in this game and help my team. So I showed the ref I had my hands up, and I just waited until the situation was over. Nothing more than that. It wasn't really enough of a choke for me to sleep. I just kept my hands up and waited until it was over. It's kind of funny because before the game, I was telling myself, Steph is not playing, so I know Draymond is going to try to get ejected. <laughs> he said, did... Gobert, just clown behavior. I'm proud of myself for being the bigger man again and again. It doesn't even deserve me putting my hands on him. My team needed me tonight, so I wanted to keep my cool and not make the situation worse. I hope the league is going to do what it needs done because that's just clown behavior. There's not much to say. It's clown behavior. And uh, Gobert added that if he thought that uh, Green's intention was to really hurt him, that the choke would have been much worse, obviously. He, you know, he was just kind of corralling him. So Draymond Green now has been thrown out of 18 games, which is the second most in the history of the NBA. He just beat out Dwight Howard there. The all-time leader is Ball Don't Lie, Rashid Wallace, with 29. Wow. I don't know. Give Draymond time. He'll probably beat it. Um, fourth place is a tie between Charles Barkley Lee and Anthony Mason. They have 16. And then 14 is Shaq, which is surprising, and DeMarcus Cousins, which is not surprising. 13 is Matt Barnes. 
That's how many times he's been thrown out. More times than Dennis Rodman, who got thrown out 12 times, so did Kenyon Martin. And Reggie Miller had been thrown out 12 times. That's very surprising. What, going at it with Spike Lee? <laughs> but the, the, the gist of the matter, as they say, the thrust of the matter in England is that uh, I'm just so tired of Draymond. I just, and I'm a Warrior fan, and I've watched him his whole career, obviously. And I've interviewed him before on the air a couple times. I've asked him questions and press conferences. I don't know the guy uh, personally, but I feel like it's been three, four, five, six years since I saw him do anything good. Now, I know that's a bit trite, but he just, he'll come down the floor, he'll throw the ball away, and then he'll break a three, or he'll make a three, like 10%, and then he'll do the the biceps, you know, like I'm untouchable. And then he'll get fouled, and he'll scream at the ref, and scream at the ref, and scream at the ref, then he'll get teed, and then he'll scream at the ref. And Look, the Warriors lost this game by three points. And um, this was the cup match which I actually care about more than the regular season <laughs> at this point. Maybe in the spring I'll change my mind once we start jockeying for playoff positions. But right now I care way more about these cup games than I do a regular season game. And the Warriors now at 6-6 six and six, and Minnesota at 8-2. And, and you think about Anthony Edwards saying that, you know, when he worked out for the Warriors before the draft that he thought he was balling. And um, Steve Kerr told him, that's all you got? He's like, what? Because that's that's your workout? And he's like, he really lit a fire under me, and he made me realize I'm not doing enough. And they had a great relationship with Team USA. Unfortunately, Team USA at the FIBAs, very embarrassing again. And it is embarrassing. If you're an American and you don't win the gold medal in basketball, it's embarrassing. And then when you get, like, no medals. <laughs> but um, there's a good little rivalry building here but uh minnesota i mean carl anthony towns is playing great they've got a nice uh got a nice little team going there but the whole draymond thing is just every time i see him with the ball in the hands i think please please just give it to somebody else and he'll throw it way over a guy's head into the sixth row or he'll throw a worm burner and you know it's just he'll get his pocket picked then he'll come in and he'll hack somebody but basically, getting thrown out of of two games in a week, it's and you can blame anyone else you want. Now, if I'm going to defend Draymond, I'm going to say, look, he's helping his guy in a fight, and Gobert is a big guy, and and Draymond took it upon himself by saying, I'll take the big guy, and he dragged him away from the fight. And as even Gobert admitted, he wasn't trying to choke him out. He just had his hooks on him. He literally wasn't giving him a sleeper hold or anything. And so <clears throat> when you look at uh, that, that's one thing. And you like players defending themselves. And the Warrior coaching staff did a good job when Steve Kerr came out to break it up. I think it was Q and somebody else. They basically had their hands out like, no, 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 nobody. You come off the bench and that's going to be a suspension. So he's like, just wait for this to be over real quick. But, yeah, the thing between Clay. Uh, I mean, that that was very bizarre. That was very, very bizarre with the, the jerseys getting pulled and ripped with uh, Jaden McDaniels and and Clay Thompson. That was kind of a, a wild 
little scene there. But, uh, and, you know, the Fitzgerald and my man Kalena, they're just such apologists. You know, they, they, they kiss booty. Like, I mean, they are the, probably the biggest homers in the NBA. They really are probably the biggest Homer broadcasters. They know who butters their bread and they're like, Oh, Draymond always gets the short stick. Well, he deserves a short stick. <laughs> That's why he gets it. All right, I'm Rick Tuttle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back on Sports Violent. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Do you own an annuity? either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-211-6008. 800-211-6008. 
That's 800-211-6008. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Tittle always goes commando. Thank you for that, and welcome back to Sports Byline, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Mathieu Castelli. He joins us live from Stockholm in Sverige, and uh, he's here to talk about Resolution's new VR game that's called Racket Club, and it's coming out on December 14th. Mathieu, you have the, the, the French first name and the Italian last name, but are you Swedish? <laughs> I'm not Swedish, but I'm working on it. <laughs> from where do you hail originally? Uh, from France. My grandparents came from uh, Italia. Oh, okay. What part of France are you from? Uh, Marseille, south of France. Ah, so you like L'Homme then, right? Olympique de Marseille? <laughs> I did. They forced me to switch when I stepped here. So who do you support now, Gothenburg? <laughs> no, the, this year's championship winner is Hammarby. It's actually my, my neighborhood club. Oh, is that Hammarby or Hammarby? Hammar, well, the why is a long story. Why pronunciation in Swedish? I, I heard your Sverige. Congratulations on that. <laughs> but the why pronunciation is really tricky. I, I can't say I, I've nailed it. So let's go for Hammarby. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, you are very European. Let's just say that. All right. Uh, Racket Club, MetaQuest, Pico, Steam, you guys are covering it all. Tell us a little bit more about the gameplay, please. Well, the game is all about trying to capture what the racket sports is that, that you can play at home. Uh, there have been several successful ping pong games on the, on the VR market so far, but I'm a tennis and pickleball player, and I wanted to capture something that feels like those full-body swings. And so the solution is Racket Club, where even if you have limited space, we designed a racket sport that tries to combine all the elements so that you can play in your living room. That's what it is. Here in the United States during the pandemic, we had a huge, huge rise in pickleball and that loud sound. Um, was that also the same uh, where you are? It was here. Here it was paddle that exploded uh, for the same reasons. And... I think racket sports, especially those easy to pick up new generation, have been enjoying uh, high popularity. And we definitely, the, the racket club was born from this. I also think, too, that, you know, I mean, I played tennis my whole life and then playing pickleball, it's a different type of swing. I mean, you don't have the touch and the, the uh, elasticity of the strings and the rubber ball. And was that hard to kind of encapsulate because you're, you're making two different games when you're doing pickleball and tennis? Right. So I don't know if you've seen any visuals, but we are a mix. Like we are, we're not one or the other. We're really a mix. I think the frustration that most people feel with tennis, and, and this is where pickleball is great, is that the, the, the rallies gets interrupted because 
because the ball goes out. And so we try to build something that you you can play and have fun from the get-go. Uh, and that's where we're unique. But we had to design something new because we said no to locomotion. You know, in VR, if you don't have the space, you start to have virtual movements. And there's quite a few pickleball games out there that, that do this. And we don't really feel, the moment you have virtual locomotion, it stops feeling like a sports for us. So we had to find a solution to say, okay, how can we have something that feels like tennis or pickleball that you can play on a six, six foot five by six foot five, roughly, in your living room? When it comes to practice, I mean, stepping out on the court, I know you guys put a lot into that. How do you practice in Racket Club? So I, I, I wound up using, we have like a ball cannons and several drills. So I, I like to play volley a lot. So I go in there when I have an important uh, friendly competition coming up and I go on the on the on the drills and warm up my volleys. But also what I would do is before my my big match, I go in the club and I hit whoever is. We have an open social space where you have several courts, like a real world club. And I go there and I hit whoever is hitting the ball there to say, want to want to play a few. That's how I warm up. Very good. So uh, the difference between playing against uh, AI or bot and then playing against a person, how does that work? Well, we try to minimize the difference because I think it's a first in VR, but our bots are machine learning trained. So they are directly trained from recorded, uh, actually, uh, team uh, team games. And so they're not programmed. And the, and the, the result is something that looks really close to type of human motions and uh, human mistakes. So they're pretty close. But I think the bots, our bots at least, don't have any form of tactic or strategy, whereas humans tend to see where you, you struggle and will hit you there. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Um, I would also think, too, that when you're um, making a game like this, that the the sounds of the, you know, because the pickleball, that and then, of course, the tennis ball, the like getting all the sounds perfectly, that's something I'm sure you're very meticulous about, right? Yeah, you, you should have seen our setup to capture. Uh, the low speed hits were easy to capture in our studio, but the fast hits, you know, that, that becomes a bit uh, troubling. Yeah. So we set up like a nets across our whole uh, kitchen space so that we could whack the balls really hard. Uh, and we, we waited until the evening so we could really capture all the different finesse of sounds. And, I, and, and whoever's tried it so far has been saying it's, the sounds are really well captured. The thing I think about, too, and this is true with any VR game, is that if you want to be like McEnroe and do serve and volley, you're not going to be running towards the net. So how do you have it with your controls to move around the court? That's the thing. We said no to virtual movement. So uh, we did two things. We took the kitchen or from pickleball you know, to have this extra space that you don't really play inside so that we could extend the court without requiring more space from the players because people have their homes and there is very limited space that they have. So that's the first thing. We extended the kitchen a little bit so that the ball has to travel over both kitchens on both sides of the net. And that gives breadth to the to the court without asking more space for the user. The other thing is we've surrounded the court by walls. So in that sense, it plays a bit like squash or um, racquetball, you know, like so that the ball always stays within the player space. It is not about... Um, you know, you have to go very sideways because people don't have this space. But the ball bouncing on the wall 
makes sure that you can always play the ball within that space. Um, but there is still definitely, even though it's basically one step forward, you still feel very different difference between being at the net or being in the back. There's a very uh, night and day difference between the two, just like in uh, pickleball as well. I also think too, and you know this as well, the way the ball reacts on clay and on uh, grass and uh, sometimes just the wonky shot of it. How much do you try to get into the nitty gritty of like each, every like little slice and backspin? <laughs> uh, well, the team says I'm obs- I have a compulsive problem and I'm, I'm just obsessive about it. I would say this, this game took two years to make and the first year was all about chasing that feeling. Do I have the back slice feeling? Do mm-hmm. I have the nice top spin feeling? When I hit the you know a snapshot volley, do I get that oomph vibe? And so half you know the time was spent on nailing this, and we didn't move forward with the production until we got it. When I was uh, growing up and uh, playing a lot, the 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 guys in France that I liked, I liked Yannick Noah and uh, uh, Henri Lecon. Who were some wow. of your uh, heroes? Yeah, well, you know, Yannick Noah is the only French in the modern era that has won a Grand Slam. You know, you have you would have to go before '68, uh, I think, to to find a French winner uh, among the the males. So he's still a he's still a very big hero in France. Le Comte, we always thought was the uh, the most talented kid, but so uh, erratic that you couldn't rely on him winning all the rounds to to win a Grand Slam. Um, I'm. I have a, a lot of faith into the upcoming generation, namely Hugo Humbert. I don't know if you've seen him play. He's got a, a very unique left-handed flat style that reminds me of that uh, Miroslav Messier. If we're going in the old days. Mm-hmm. What about is is Richard Gasquet? Is he still around? He's still, but uh, alas, age is catching up with him. Um, so he's part of uh, another French guy's new league. I uh, forgot the exact name where he's trying to have a different tennis format. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you heard about uh, Muratuglu. He was the coach of Serena Williams. And um, he started this new league and Gasquet is in it. But I think, yeah, Gasquet is getting close to the end of the, his career, just like uh, Gael Monfils. Gael Monfils, uh, Joe Wilfried, Songa. I mean, you got some yeah. good players there. All right. I want to make sure everybody gets to check this out. It's from Re- Resolution Games. It's coming out. On December fourteenth, it's twenty four ninety nine. It can be pre ordered with a twelve percent discount now on the MetaQuest store as well. It's called Racket Club, and um, it's a VR game. You're gonna have great fun with it. We have been speaking with the man behind it, Mathieu Castelli. Uh, bon chance <laughs> and merci beaucoup, mon ami. Merci beaucoup, Rick. Bonne soirée. All right, uh, good stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, we. It's funny. Just the other day, I had the index on. And it's such an amazing system. And I thought, have there been no really good VR games coming out? Or have I have they gone under my nose and I haven't noticed them yet? So anytime someone's putting in the effort like this, uh, I am all for it, absolutely. All right, we will take a quick break, and we will come on back right here on Sports Byline USA.
Jim Gaffigan here with some more straight talk. Let's take a moment to appreciate our sweet children, loving grandparents, and eternal soulmates. Now let's use them to save money on wireless. Because with the Straight Talk Silver Plan, you get four lines for just $25 a month with unlimited data and no contracts. So add those human pawns, I mean loved ones, and save money. Thanks, kids. They're finally worth it. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Get four lines on Silver Unlimited for $25 per line per month, plus taxes and fees. For data management practices and additional terms, visit straighttalk.com. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800 943 crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. Hey, 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 it's time to talk sports at 1-800-878-PLAY. Let's go to New York with Charlie. How you doing, Charlie? 
Hey, Rick, I want to, uh, it's already uh, Wednesday or Thursday, I don't even know what day it is, but I want to chat about the Raiders, because uh, you, you, yes. uh, you were busy, you, you bumped me for all your guests on Monday. So. <laughs> I, just, I, I wish I knew what was going on sometimes. <laughs> no, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, I want to also talk about the Warriors uh, real quick. Anyway, the Raiders, a uh, good game, a good win for them, uh, you know, not, nothing spectacular. I forgot, I actually forgot what you, you talked about them briefly on Monday. Uh, uh, O'Connell is, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but he played well enough to win. He had that one pick. He had that great pass to Mayer in the end zone where he only threw it where uh, he could high point it. And, uh, you know, uh, my, he looked a little rattled in the first half, uh, with the pressure. I, I wish he, and I guess that's just being a rookie. I wish he would develop that, uh, sixth sense and take off. Every once in a while, he seems like he, he uh, the same thing with Carr uh, throughout his career. He, uh, there are times when he had open lanes. He ran once, I think, and it got called back. Um, I liked how in the second half they made adjustments and pushed on the running game. The first half, I felt the Jets could have been up 17-3, 20-3. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Jets' offense is worse than the Raiders' offense, perhaps, which is, you know, they have weapons. They have Wilson. They have the running back. Uh, but Zach Wilson is just... God awful. He actually didn't have a bad game, but he's he's not a he's not a he's just terrible. Um, I I I liked how they uh, I liked some of Bo Hardig. What's his name? Hardigree? Hardigy? Something. Uh, who the his, hell knows who that guy is? I uh, have no clue. But it, he, <laughs> you know what? He calls a better game than Josh McDaniel. Yes, he did. He, 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 you know, I I like the fake tush push, and then they handed it off to DeAndre Carter on mm-hmm. the fourth down and in inches. Right. Uh, Spillane with a nice pick. He completely read Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson had his blinders on. Um, I think he had one tackle on a third and in inches or four. He held up a, uh, Cook. Uh, he's better than I expected. I don't still don't think he's Ted Hendricks or, or uh, Ray Lewis, but you know he's he's a you know he's a he's he, a good signing, not a great signing. Two years, whatever. Uh, you know, but. A good win, you know. They, they. I didn't like them passing on third down with a minute left. Make them eat, use all their timeouts. Their offense is so putrid. There was no chance mm-hmm. for them to drive eighty yards, but it gave them an opportunity at the end. And uh, but what overall it was a good win. Now you know. Uh, now they got. Now they have a tough uh, outside of the Colts, which is not a pushover either. Even the Vikings game is going to be tough. Uh, Miami this week, East Coast, 10, 10, 10 a.m. Start your time. We know how the Raiders do in in those scenarios, so I, I, I would be them, and then the Chiefs next week. That and then and then the the bye. So we'll see. Overall, it was a good game. You know, good win, a hard nosed win. I didn't think it would be a high scoring game. You picked the Raiders to win. I thought the Jets would win, uh, just because I can't pick the Raiders to win ever, and uh, at least until they prove me wrong. So mm-hmm. well, you know, nothing more I can add. I think uh, you know it was a good hard fought win. They're five and five. They're you know Monday Night Football. They showed. Uh, you know, they showed the playoff scenario, and they said, in the hunt, and they had the Raiders there. So, you know, given the fact that we had Josh McGummy uh, a few weeks ago running this team, and, and now they're at least in the discussion, you know, uh, listen, I don't know. I don't. I still think they're going to win seven games, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to – even the Broncos aren't a pushover anymore. Uh, so, the last game of the season. Uh, so, we'll see. I don't know. I uh, Good win, good solid win. I'm glad Antonio Pierce. He, he seemed like he, uh, 
you know, he made that one blunder where he threw a flag on a turnover where it, when it's automatically reviewed, I don't know why someone in on their on his staff said, "Yo, don't throw the flag." It can't and maybe he just did it and mm-hmm. wasn't told beforehand, but overall good game. Uh Warriors, uh they started off hot. I I I I, I they're running through uh, they, they against these young, big athletic teams. They look old. They look slow. And they don't look athletic. So, outside of Curry, Curry scoring thirty points a game. You know, Andrew Wiggins is completely non-existent. Clay Thompson, I, I he's not, not playing well. I mean, he's not putting up. This. Someone needs to step up and score. Uh, last night, Pod uh, Pazinski or whatever his name is had a great game. Get him in the rotation. Um, uh, but how long is Curry out for? He was getting an MRI on his knees. Is he missing two games, or is he missing two weeks? Or is you know what uh, you know they have? They could be six and eleven after this stretch because they got OKC, they got Houston, who's hot. Uh, I don't know who else they're playing. They're playing another good team. Uh, I mean, and and, and uh, Draymond Green is such a, a blank clown, an ASS clown. Uh, he he. You know, I, I'm hoping they signed him to that extension with the thought that maybe they can flip him if the season goes sideways. Because he, I agree with you, he doesn't. He's not the player he once was, obviously. Nor is Clay. Uh, but his antics and just uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm discouraged. I I don't. I'm not liking. You know, Chris Paul's even not shooting well. So I, I don't know. Do you think there's a blip on the screen with the Warriors, or do you think this is, uh, you know, what they what we have for the rest of the season? Well, a couple things. I mean, I think the old Father Times undefeated. I mean, it's just, you know, you would think, you would think normally a guy comes in from Michigan State. You know, he's he's scrappy. He's got to make his way in the league. And he gets teed up, but he gets older, he gets wiser. And Draymond's Benjamin Button. He came in minding his P's and Q's, and now he's yeah. acting like a maniac. That's like the, his only effect on a game now is to get thrown out. Um, so it, it, they are a one-man team sometimes, it feels like, if it's, if it's just Steph. And I, I think that's the best game Pudjemski's going to have all year. I think we probably won't hear from him again, to tell you the truth. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, we... I'm sorry. Well, the other thing I was just going to say is that the the Raiders, I think, could go on a six game losing streak now. Um, oh, easily. Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah, the, the I, only the only got... wins I see are Thursday night football at home against the Chargers. Um, that man, the Colts, the Colts maybe. Yeah, maybe the, 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 Colts. the Colts maybe, and maybe Denver. So eight wins tops, but that man, Christmas is going to be ruined. They're playing the oh, Chiefs. I... In Kansas City, in Kansas City, I, I, I'm already not celebrating Christmas on that day. No, I, I agree with you. I think I think they had. It was nice they won these two games, but they were playing two putrid offenses, and they were at home for whatever that means. But yeah, I don't see them unless they score 35 points against Miami. I don't see them winning that game. And then the Chiefs the next week. Well, we know what the Chiefs have been doing to the Raiders for the past 20 years. So the other thing is too. Yeah. Well, sorry to interrupt. Did you see we picked up this guy? Not the guy I interviewed last week, the Love Boat theme guy, Jack Jones, but the other Jack Jones, uh, the corner from New England. Did you see that? Yeah, who's that? All right, so that's the guy who, at Boston's Logan Airport, he's got a Glock. Uh, The Patriots support him, 
Um, he spent the last few games with a towel over his head. He wouldn't talk to any of his teammates. And Bill Belichick said, it's time to move on and cut him. So he's a perfect Raider. Well, uh, of course, uh, Davis can't let go of the Patriot way yet. So he <laughs> needed to bring in some semblance of the Patriot way, even though he, he jettisoned the front, you know, the whole coaching yeah. staff. Well, most of them. Anyway, that's all I got on those two teams. Uh, uh, and um, I guess it's uh, the A's moving to Vegas is a done deal. I mean, we knew that, but that's sort of unofficially official now with the A's. Well, I mean, they're going to, I think they're going to vote tomorrow, is it? I think. Yes, but, I think. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be, you'd have to be a complete. The only two people that would vote for the A's to stay would be who people who are, you know, love the A's in Oakland, which is none of the owners. Or you'd have to be a complete idiot. So right. there might be one or two idiots, but that'd be about but it. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a done deal. Yeah. All right. On, on that side note, Rick, I'll keep listening. All right. Thank you for that. And that's uh, Charlie out there in New York. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the the, the Raiders, they, they've only had one win that was not in doubt, and that was that Giants game. That was our sort of our laugher for the year, but beating the two New York teams, getting back to five and five, but now at Miami, I'm going to get boat raced. Kansas City, the next week in Vegas, that's a loss. So now you're five and seven. The bye week, the Raiders always stink to high heaven coming out of a bye week. It is a Raider tradition, and they'll lose to Joshua Dobbs and Minnesota. I, I give them a chance against the Chargers, even though the Chargers will probably be up twenty one nothing after the end of one, because they have the they have the worst head coach in football. Now that McDaniels is gone, they have the very worst one. At Kansas City, Christmas morning, ten AM. Just hear those sleigh bells ringing ding 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 ding. Come on, it's lovely weather to get trounced at Arrowhead Stadium. Whew. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. Kelsey's running right by. At Indy, if that was in Las Vegas, I'd feel better about it. But, you know, look, I went to the very last Raider game ever in Oakland. It's the only time I walked on the field after the game, and there was a guy by the name of Gardner Minshew, former Tittle guest, who was the quarterback that day for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then it was Raider on Raider, hate, Everyone booed Derek Carr. It was pretty horrifying. <laughs> it was pretty darn horrifying. The last game of the season is actually January 7th, which used to be, that's when the Super Bowl kids, when I was growing up, the Super Bowl would be like the first weekend in January. But now we have an extra month of playoffs, and now we have a Super Bowl in February. But they'll have a regular season game against the Donkeys in Las Vegas. And at that point, Antonio Pierce, if he had hair, it would be gray by then. And it would it'll be the sort of thing like, well, you know, the Raiders right now, uh, they could be anywhere from three to eight in the draft. And all the Raider fans will be going, please lose, please lose, please lose. I'm like, you can't root to lose against the donkeys. You just can't. Um, but yeah, picking up Jack Jones, not the love boat guy I had on the other day. Let's see. Lazy, hates his teammates, doesn't want to play football, and arrested for having a Glock at an airport. That's perfect for us. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Island.
Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-433-0539. 800-433-0539. 800-433-0539. That's 800-433-0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans. You know, exactly. over time, you know, the more and more you do something, Practice the better you perfect. get at it. It's just like, you know, you Anything. didn't become this excellent at radio overnight. You know, you know exactly when to say we got one minute left. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Because I'm so good looking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. All right. Thank you for that. A couple minutes left in hour number one of three. Coming up, we'll have Jamie Kersetter, Connie Kokia, Jonathan Samal, Ryan Levy, and Poyo Del Mar. That's right. Five guests coming up in the next hour. Uh, Do you know who leads the NFL in passing? 
Stroud. Sam Howell. Sam Howell is a fifth-round pick on a bad team. Sam Howell has been sacked 47 times. He's on pace to be sacked 80 times, which would be the all-time record, which would break David Carr and that expansion team with Houston in 2002. He got sacked 76 times. So people were asking him, uh, are you afraid of all these hits? And he said, when I was in college, I would run the ball 20, 30 times a game. I could hardly get out of bed the next day. He goes, this is the NFL. I feel great. <laughs> it's kind of a cool answer. But, you know, this is a guy who, as I said, he was a fifth-round pick. And, you know, Eric Bieniemy is the new offensive coordinator in Washington, and he's had to learn a, a new offense for the second consecutive year. Uh, Washington also has replaced four uh, linemen from the last year. There's a lot of growing pains uh, over that. But <clears throat> the um, the average sack rate for an NFL quarterback is uh, 6 to, 6.2%. His is 10.2%. So that means one out of every 10 times he drops back, he's going to get sacked. And... You know, it's hard. It's funny because the quarterback coach is Tavita Pritchard. Do you remember that name? He was the guy that beat the unbeatable USC of Matt Leiner and Reggie Bush at USC at um, when they played, uh, when he played for Stanford. Yeah, Tavita Pritchard, Pacific Islander, a great Stanford quarterback in those times. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. A guy who... Um, uh, you know, in the draft, people are like, what about him? And I'm like, eh, we'll spend a fifth-round pick on him. Sacked 47 times, leads the NFL in passing. And outside of Terry McLaurin, who else is he thrown to? Hey, you tell me. All right, we'll take a quick break. Hard news break. Come on back on Sports Byline. USA News, I'm Corey Myers. The House has passed a stopgap bill that will prevent a government shutdown. Dave Collins has the details. The House voted in favor of a Republican plan to fund some departments until mid-January and the rest through early February at current spending levels. The bill now heads to the Senate where it has bipartisan support. Chuck Schumer said he would pass the legislation as soon as possible. The House Speaker knows who he's supporting in the presidential election. The newly appointed Speaker of the House, Louisiana Republican Mike Johnson, expressed his full support for Donald Trump to run for president again in 2024 during an appearance on CNBC. I have endorsed him wholeheartedly. Um, Look, I was uh, one of the 
closest allies that President Trump had in Congress. He had a phenomenal first term. Those first two years, as you all know, we brought about the greatest economic numbers in the history of the world, not just the country, because his policies worked. And I'm, I'm all in for President Trump. Johnson, who was endorsed by Trump as a tremendous congressman respected by everybody during his nomination for speaker last month, was part of the congressional Republicans who backed Trump's post-2020 election efforts to remain in power. I'm John Schaefer. Tensions escalated at a congressional hearing with union leaders when Oklahoma Republican Senator Mark Wayne Mullen stood up, seemingly challenging Teamsters President Sean O'Brien to a fight. Senator Bernie Sanders intervened, instructing Mullen to sit down and conduct himself appropriately as a senator. President Biden is actively working to improve the relationship with China. We're not trying to decouple from China. What we're trying to do is change the relationship for the better. Biden told reporters that his intention is to restart military communications. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the burger perfection flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Unionized Starbucks workers organizing their most significant strike to date on one of the coffee chain's busiest annual days. Starbucks Workers United stated it's pressing the company to reach an agreement. The union is also advocating for the suspension of mobile ordering during major promotional events. According to the union, the yearly occasion when Starbucks distributes free reusable holiday cups is its most substantial sales event of the season and is recognized as one of the most notoriously challenging and understaffed days for the baristas who handle them. San Diego Padres owner Peter Seidler has passed away at the age of 63. Despite overcoming cancer twice, he faced additional health challenges in August. The grandson of Walter O'Malley, who moved the Dodgers to L.A., Seidler joined the San Diego ownership group in 2012, assuming full control in 2020. Known for bold team moves, enhancing Petco Park, record-setting payrolls, and securing marquee players, the Padres, under his leadership, reached the National League Championship Series in 2022. The Beatles creating musical history with their latest track, Now and Then, entering the Billboard Hot 100 at number seven, further extending their record as the group with the most top 10 hits. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8-Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. 
Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money. So join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you... Coast to coast, around the world, American Forces Radio Network. Poker player Jamie Kersetter will join us. Then uh, some filmmakers, four of them for two movies. Actress Wendy Morgan in the third hour uh, as well. And um, just so many guests with a, a cavalcade of entertainment. Author uh, Clayton Truder as well written a book about Boston basketball. <clears throat> I was checking um, something that I thought was interesting when it comes to uh, uh, the most, because, you know, Draymond Green got thrown out, Clay got thrown out. The most uh, players that have ever been disqualified from a game happened in 1952 on this day. And there were 13 players. None of them had been thrown out. All 13 had fouled out. That's back when five fouls and you were out. That's how it was when I was a kid, too, believe it or not. Yes. It was between the Baltimore Bullets and the Syracuse Nationals. And the Nationals had eight guys fouled out, and they didn't have five anymore. And I thought the refs did something genius. I've never said that before. The refs did something genius. They said, all right, well, we want to keep the game going because the fans are here. So I'm going to let everybody back in. But if you fouled out and you get a foul, the other team not only gets two free throws, but we're also going to assess a technical as well. That way we can keep the game going. And if you're a fan, I think that's an amazing idea. They basically made up their own rules, and that would never happen now. (laughs) But they're like, how can we how can we keep this going? And um, it's uh, pretty cool uh, as well. All right, one eight hundred eight seven eight play one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. 
Tune in at iHeartRadio, Stitcher app, twitch.tv. Hey, how's it going there? I don't know who comes in here at night, but I think it's one of those mole people we talked about yesterday living underneath the crust of this earth. I'm Rick Tittle. Get on back. Hi. What brings you to the clinic today? Oh, the baby's not feeling well. I think she might have a fever. Oh, well, let's check her temp with the Exergen thermometer. You're right. These Exergen thermometers are very accurate. Reads 101.2. Oh, gosh. Well, that Exergen thermometer sure is fast and easy to use. Yes, and many doctors recommend Exergen for home use. Exergen thermometers, backed by over 100 clinical studies, are available at Walmart and participating retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. This year, Staples wants everyone to have a happy holiday. That's right, holla-deal. Staples Holla Deals are amazing savings on hot holiday tech. Great prices on laptops, game systems, earbuds, and more. And now at Staples, you can save up to $350 on select PCs. During Staples Holla Deals, it's not about the fa-la-la. It's about saving moolala. Save up to $350 on select PCs today at Staples. Pencil 1118 in-store only. See associate for details. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. 
It's our pleasure now to be joined by professional poker player and poker commenter, Jamie Kersetter. And um, she's here to talk about the WPT World Championship coming up next uh, month. Remember, it was $15 million guaranteed last year. This year, $40 mil. Pretty amazing when you think about it. Jamie, welcome back to the show. It just keeps getting, uh, the stakes keep getting higher and higher, huh? Yeah, um, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, $15 million last year made us sweat a little bit for a first time. And then instead of just relaxing this year with like a reasonable increase, we decided to make it really hard on ourselves again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always uh, wondered uh, how people get good at poker because to me it seems pretty cut and dried. You get these cards, then you give them back or you keep them and you look around but yet it is a skill, and you do need the cognitive ability to suss it out, which most of us don't. So when did you realize that you were good at it? Um, I started playing a lot when I was in college, and then I went to law school, and I started playing a lot more there because I didn't really enjoy being in law school. Um, but I started to realize that if you go through the hands that you've played afterwards and you start to figure out, could I have bet bigger here? Could I have gotten more money? Should I have folded this? If you're doing that, you just had an edge over other people who are just looking at it like it was gambling um, because there is a lot of math involved and there's a lot of ways you can improve. Um, so, you know, for some people, they go to the casino and they play for fun. And if you're someone who puts in effort, you're going to beat those people in the long run. So you're a Garden State kid. Um, yep. You know, you think, well, maybe I need to get on the road. When it was like, oh, not not only am I visiting, I need to live in Vegas, baby. <laughs> It's awesome here. Uh, quality of life is good. It's just it's nice weather. There's a lot of sunshine. Um, there's so many different places to play, so many different um, casinos to play in, which is really nice if you're a pro. You can go to a game, and if it's not that good, walk down a couple of blocks near a different casino, a different game to play. Um, so, yeah, I, I really love living here, especially now that we're getting all these sports and everything, too. It's cool. Yeah, you're going to have Major League Baseball there in, like, four more years. My A's are... You, you guys got my A's and my Raiders as I look down and cry. Well, it seems like you should be out here too then. Oh, <laughs> I like that way of looking at it. So <laughs> speaking of New Jersey, you are a star at Rutgers, soccer, track, very good athlete. The competitive juices flow, but it's a different type of competitive juice when you have to sit there, mind your P's and Q's, be polite, <laughs> you know, not say anything, not jump up and down. Is that hard to kind of change your competitive mind that way? Uh, it's really funny. I kind of prefer online poker because you can just emote. <laughs> you win a big pot and you're like, God, you, be, you know, <laughs> you can be cursing, you can be whatever. Um, you don't have to like hold it in. Yeah, live poker is hard. If you're a really competitive person, which I am, that's what I missed the most from college sports is I was just so competitive. And then you have to kind of channel that energy somewhere positive. And, and poker is that for me. But, yeah, you have to just, you know, you don't want to celebrate in someone's face. You don't want to yell at someone when they suck out on you in a hand. So you do have to kind of keep that inside. You can't be, not like with sports, you could be loud and kind of obnoxious. You know, last year when I was at Times Square, and of course there was a million video screens for everything, and there was a pretty good-sized screen up there for Rutgers football, and I thought, oh, it's nice to see some boosters forking out a little cash there. Yeah. Well, it's really funny. Uh, I think that I may be the bad luck, because when I was at Rutgers for my undergrad, 
we were we had the worst football team. They would uh, they would incentivize us to go to the games as students. If you swiped your card, they'd give you like free lunch. They'd give you like a T-shirt. Um, and then I went to University of Michigan for law school. And while I was there, they were kind of bad. And I'm like, oh man, it might be me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're a lawyer too? Yeah, I, I haven't practiced in ten years. I, that was not the job for me. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know what's funny is a I... lot a lot of lawyers come to poker. Honestly, there's a ton. Wow. Well, I have a um, a fellow broadcaster who's in uh, at Texas, and he went to law school, and his dad was a big shot lawyer. He had his very first case, and he lost it. He lost really badly. And then his dad said, do you want to do this or not? And he's like, honestly, no. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he got into sports talk. When did you kind of think, uh, you know, I don't want to throw away my, you know, JDA, but on the other hand, I, I can make some money here playing a card game. Um, it, it was a slow decision. Like I, I was working in a job that I didn't mind, um, but I didn't love. And it, I was just devoting more and more time to studying poker and going to play poker. There were nights where I would get off work at six, drive an hour to go play at the Borgata, play five ten no limit until midnight or one drive home like sleep four hours shower and go back to work and I was like this is very clear that like I love the one thing that I'm like finding ways to wedge it into my life and then that being a lawyer was just something where I was like if I'm doing this in 30 years I'm going to be pretty sad (laughs) you know I it's funny because I went to Atlantic City one time in December which is not the time to go and <laughs> I know it was it was nobody there and the beaches were freezing. Not that I was laying on the beach, but the boardwalk was empty and 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 it, it gave AC a really kind of depressing vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, did I just go at the wrong time or is AC always kind of that way? Uh, so, uh, you know, you definitely went at the wrong time. <laughs> Winter is very gray and cold. Uh, it's not very lively in the summer. Nothing beats AC. I love I love everything Jersey Shore, not the show, <laughs> but the actual <laughs> Jersey Shore. Um, it's fun, it's lively, and there's like there's cool bars and live music, and like the poker scene is great in the summers too with the beach and everything. But um, yeah, you picked the wrong time. But there are like there's pockets of Atlantic City. That's where actually my dad's side of the family's from. So I've kind of seen it deteriorate over time. But the marina area where there's um, the Borgata, it's beautiful. That's that's a spot. Go there anytime. It's always nice. It's always safe and clean and great food and everything. But yeah, you, you kind of pick the worst time. And then when you're talking about the boardwalk, you kind of pick the worst place too. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? I'm from California. Um, <laughs> one more question for you that I ask uh, everybody associated with the WPT. What is your best win that you ever had at the table? And then conversely, what is the, your biggest failure at a poker table? Okay. That's a good question. I, uh, so I've had a couple runs in WPTs. One was an 1,100-player field where I finished in 12th, and I won. It was something around $44,000 or something, wow. and I was like a little, I was a little baby poker player. For me, that was like the most exciting time I ever had. And first was $800,000, so just being only a few hours from maybe winning $800,000 was like the coolest experience of my life. Wow. Um, conversely, the the biggest pot I ever lost, I was in over my head also. I was playing a game that I was a little uncomfortable playing. It was high stakes. And I lost about 17K or something in one hand um, where I had aces cracked by just a flush draw. And I just, like, wandered out of that game being like, what just happened? You feel like you got punched in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) And then now as a commentator, when you look down, does it kill you when you see somebody choke or panic or make a bad move? You just want to like saying, what the hell are you doing? 
Honestly, it's something that I love about commentating is that I've been in these spots before. So you have like empathy for these people. I'm like, okay, that guy who's just punting his stack away, like it's his first ever live stream table. He's scared. Um, or he's playing against Phil Ivy and he's nervous, understandably. Like, I feel like I add color in those spots because I know what that feels like. And just try not to be too judgmental because just under the lights and for like playing for lots more money than most people usually play for, like mistakes just happen. And I don't know, you kind of, it's cool to be in the booth witnessing it and being like, oh man, like I know what that feels like. And the guy's so embarrassed, you know, his wife's watching at home being like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I actually, I actually really, really love like being on that side of the, the table, basically just being able to, to talk about what the person might be thinking or like how they came to the conclusion. And I don't know, try to like soften the blow a little bit for them. There she is, Jamie Kersetter. She is a poker champ. She is a commentator. And for the right price, she'll be your lawyer, too. Uh, <laughs> look forward to seeing you at WPT down there at the Win in December. It's going to be huge. Yeah, please come out. One thing I wanted to plug, the premier meetup game that has Ivy and all of our talent is going to be on December 1st. That's something you, could, you can come out and play for 100 bucks. You don't have to break the bank for it. So hope to see you guys there. Very cool stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back with some filmmakers on the other side. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free products. Pricing information. 800-915-9654. 800-915-9654. 800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back, but you're going to love it and you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than two bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15 day guarantee. Call now 800 617 5145. 800 617 5145. 800 617 5145. That's 800 617 5145. 
Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295-800-965-1295-800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Well, thank you for that, and welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to this show filmmaker Connie Kokia and actor Jonathan Seamount who talk about their new film, When Time Got Louder. Uh, Connie is the director, and Jonathan is an actor. Connie, first of all, am I right going the full Italian with Kokia? You, I just made a face to Jonathan because we're on Zoom. How impressed I was because that rarely happens unless someone's Italian. <laughs> and I'm not even Italian, so I must be extra smart. I'm extremely impressed. <laughs> okay, well done <laughs> to me. Um, let's talk about this movie. It's about a, uh, a girl who goes to college. She has a nonverbal brother uh, who has autism left behind, and she basically took care of him, and there's a little bit of guilt that goes into her trying to live her life and yet wondering what's going on with her brother and if he's being cared for back home. Is that basically it? Yeah, that's a fantastic summary. And uh, what was the idea behind this? So I myself have a brother on the autism spectrum who's nonverbal and I myself am queer. Um, and while the story itself is fictitious, it was definitely drawn from uh, inspiration from my life and from being around other siblings uh, who are neurotypical that have a brother or sister living with autism. I'm really just wanting to encapsulate what this uh, what having a, a sibling or a son or daughter on the autism spectrum is like for a family, how it impacts the family unit, the importance of the familial bond and unconditional love between these two siblings, and just showing, you know, how challenging it is for these families while also showing the beautiful and gentle moments and the funny moments uh, and really just giving a voice to a community that's not often represented. Typically, we see about... Um, 
you know, many films that are about savant and gifted like individuals on the spectrum. And while they're beautiful stories and they must be told, they really only reflect a very small portion of the autism community. So it was really important to us to show someone like Caden, who's more profoundly impacted and seeing how his family navigates through his world and how important that relationship that he has with his sister is. Jonathan Samal is with us as well. Jonathan, could you tell us uh, your participation in the film? Yeah, so I play uh, the role of Caden, uh, who is the character who is on the spectrum and nonverbal. And, um, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, what do you mean by participation? Could you just... Uh, well, I just meant like, you know, because, you know, what's interesting, Jonathan, is in Hollywood now, I don't know if you guys are nervous about it. They might say, how could you have a nonverbal... Uh, you know, a cast member being played by someone who's verbal. And you're like, look, it's a movie, right? Um, so you play the nonverbal brother Caden then is what I'm asking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was an interesting journey to go on. Um, and I think, Sorry, uh, it might give me a second. To, it might take a little bit for me to think about this. Yeah, no, no, um, no. I'll go back to Connie for a second. Connie, you know, yeah, I, sure. I have a friend who um, has a, uh, um, a son with autism, and it, the, the word spectrum is so, is, is so uh, legit because I helped coach his uh, baseball team, and there were kids who had automated wheelchairs, and there were kids that looked perfectly fine. And so it's such a hard thing to figure out sometimes. And I also heard a stat from them saying that something ridiculous, like 80% of marriages end in divorce when there's special needs like that. I mean, the challenges are incredible that you saw yourself. Yeah, you've touched upon a couple really important uh, components, and I'll, I'll sing Jonathan's praises because he won't do it himself. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jonathan, it was really important to myself, you know, having a brother on the spectrum, being queer myself, to have uh, authentic casting. And so both with our uh, lead, Willow Shields, and her love interest, uh, making sure that we had, uh, you know, people that could relate to those characters, and then Jonathan being somebody on the spectrum, I knew that we needed to have that authentic voice come to the character of Caden. And I think when you see Jonathan's performance, you instantly know why uh, is because he just connects with Caden on such a deep, beautiful level. Um, and then to touch upon, you know, the family dynamic and like you've mentioned with the parents, uh, I had the privilege of working with some, you know, autism experts here in Vancouver, Canada, where we shot the film um, while developing the storyline and very important to try to reflect, you know, as much commonalities as we can between these families, but understanding at the same time that every experience with autism is a unique experience with autism and each family, of course, then is different, but it is a very common um uh, statistic, unfortunately, about how many uh, marriages are impacted. And uh, so that was something that we really wanted to kind of show is some of those more um, commonalities between parents, the mother's, you know, natural uh, feeling to care for the individual and nurture them and kind of keep them safe and in the nest. And that's done so brilliantly by Elizabeth Mitchell in our film. And then the father, you know, trying to push the son to be a little more independent to make sure that he's going to be okay when they're when they're not there to care for him uh and that's done i think so brilliantly by lachlan monroe in our film uh you know they're both parents uh in in their lives and being able to 
to connect with their characters in that way, even though their children are neurotypical, um, I think was a real gift to our production because you have, you know, that uh, parent connection naturally with your child and can speak to that, but really uh, how much uh, having a son or daughter on the autism spectrum can impact uh, that parent as well. That's very well said. And Jonathan, is acting something that you've already always wanted to do, or did you kind of just find yourself there? I think it's something I've always wanted to do uh, since I was a kid. I first started out as I wanted to be a voice actor, and so I hopped into a couple of acting classes here and there, and I found an agent around the time that I was 12, maybe 13, and I just sort of fell into the process. And uh, I've been auditioning for around I think yeah like 10 years or so and this is probably the this is is the first like feature film I've ever been a part of um and it was just incredible to go through this journey um yeah it's been a lifelong journey of mine to and to finally be able to make it to this point at my career and at this point in my life I feel I'm just super grateful for and for you, Connie, you know, you think about all the ways to handle autism. They try play project and ABA and functional medicine and supplements and all the different things. For you, how did it how did it work once you went to college and how did you keep an eye on everything as you sort of tried to move on but make sure that your brother was okay? Yeah, for, for each sibling, I think it's a very different experience. <clears throat> Pardon me. I think, um, you know, I have the incredible blessing of having a brother who's very social and so loving. And we have such an incredible bond that I uh, have been raised by parents that always included me in his care and his program and his routine. So being away from that, of course, was incredibly challenging, both for him and myself. And over the years, like you kind of see in our film, we worked through FaceTime and using uh, different ways to connect. And I had the privilege of having my brother come down to visit me a few times and, and myself back to Canada, but many siblings don't have that. And so it's really seeing how challenging that balance is for Abby uh, in our film, Willow Shields, uh, that balance between living your own life and pursuing your own dreams, but still very much caring and being that best friend for their sibling back home and trying to navigate, uh, you know, kind of how to do both in a, as successful of a way as you can as a young woman. Just have about a minute left. So I'll ask you, Connie, how much of the character of Abby is you, how much of it is what you wanted to be, or maybe, you know, you took liberties and made her a little more, I don't know, wild. Like how much is, how much is Abby you? <laughs> I don't think I had as fun of a first uh, frat party as she did, <laughs> but uh, it, you know, it's a good question. And I think it's kind of similar for all the characters in our story. Yes, of course I drew upon, you know, some of my own characteristics that naturally when we write, I think we write from a place of what we understand. Uh, and at least for myself as a writer, I feel most connected to work that I feel I am the best person to tell that story. So in 
many ways, I think there's there's moments or maybe certain lines within the movie that are very similar. There's some even that the mother say, um, you know, when she's explaining the autism to the young daughter and some of the other scenes that happened that that were drawn directly from my experience. But in large, the, the storyline is fictitious. Thank goodness the incident that happens to Caden in our story did not happen to my brother, um, which obviously propels the majority of the scenes in our film. Um, but ultimately, I think it was more about just making sure that we tried to encapsulate what these siblings go through in the most authentic and uh, universal way that we could while still respecting that each family's journey is mm-hmm. unique. That's writer-director Connie Kokia and our actor uh, friend with us too, uh, Jonathan Simao, who plays Caden from Gravitas Features, coming out on Friday in select theaters and video on demand. It's called When Time Got Louder. Congratulations, you two, and thank you for coming by and sharing your story. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. All right. We will come back and we'll talk to another set of director and subject right here on Byline. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline ticket, 
parts, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855 325 Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. Some doubt in your voice there. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show filmmaker Rye Levy and uh, the subject of this new documentary from Fuse Media called Out in the Ring, Pollo Del Mar. That's Chicken of the Sea, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let, let's start with you, uh, Rye. Out in the ring, this looks at the history of LGBTQIA plus representation in professional wrestling. When did you get the uh, the idea for this? Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, this came about in about 2015. Uh, it's kind of a germ of an idea. Uh, I was about to uh, embark on... Uh, creating my first feature documentary film. And I decided to approach something that I'd grown up um, quite fond of and loved um, as a child, and that was professional wrestling. And my goal in in anything I do in terms of my documentary practice is to explore uh, my community and hidden histories. And I had not seen a lot of representation other than, you know, people portraying characters in professional wrestling and decided I wanted to explore the untold history of LGBTQIA plus representation in professional wrestling. And from there, I went through uh, researching and um, eventually would uh, connect with a myriad of uh, out professional wrestlers and personalities and historians who knew and uh, knew of and could tell, tell me the history of uh, representation in pro wrestling. As I mentioned, we have Pollo Del Mar, also known as the Notorious PDM, and other names as well. Pollo, welcome to the show, and uh, you're no stranger here to the city, are you? I am absolutely not. I am a resident of San Francisco. I, I noticed that Sports Byline is based here in San Francisco. It made me very excited to get to talk to somebody from my hometown to share my passion and love for professional wrestling. Now, how did you get into it? When, when, when did you say, I mean, because it's sort of like Andy Kaufman, I'm a comedian. Well, now I'm also a wrestler, and you do so much. You're you know, a journalist, a, a, a singer, a, a, a comic. When, when did you decide, I need to wrestle? I actually decided that I wanted to be a professional wrestling personality long before any of those other passions kind of arose for me. I've been a lifelong fan of professional wrestling, and... Because of the theatricality of it, the spectacle of professional wrestling, I think that a lot of the things that I later became known for as an entertainer really tied in very intricately. So I guess the, the first, you know, using the term germ, that the, the germ, the idea was planted 
when I was really young. And around the same time that Rye was beginning to research this process and project, I had started to work as a professional wrestling personality in San Francisco, which is where I got my start largely. I'd done wrestling like for two years when I was a teenager in Cleveland, but I'd moved to, to San Francisco soon thereafter, and, and all the things that you talked about unfolded for me. But I circled back to pro wrestling because it was a lifelong dream and passion of mine. And quite fortunately, Rye grabbed me on the upswing at the upstart of my career. And now, since we filmed that, I, I work for the National Wrestling Alliance, which uh, you can find on Tuesdays on YouTube. I, I'm a columnist for Pro Wrestling Illustrated, which is a, a publication I read throughout my childhood. So a lot of my dreams have come true as the process of this film unraveled. All right. Uh, Poyo, I'm going to ask a question. This might be completely ignorant, but <laughs> are you afraid when you wrestle of getting your wig taken off? Ooh, I'm not afraid of it. Um, it's happened repeatedly. People try to do that quite often. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing about my situation, and honestly, to, to be a direct response to that, it's not captured in the film, but I actually had one of my front teeth knocked out in a wrestling match. Ooh. And... Uh, by Mia Yim, who works for WWE now. Wow. Uh, well, let's. Sorry, you cut out there. Keep going. You had a tooth knocked out. Did we lose? And, there and, you are. Yeah, go ahead, Poyo. Am I here? You're here I now. Here? I got gotcha. you. Okay. I was saying that you know Mia drop kicked me, but really what ended up knocking out my tooth is that I was trying to protect my hair. <laughs> <laughs> and it ended up knocking me face first into the ropes, which knocked out the tooth. You know, so it is a situation that, that transpires, and I think a lot of people would love to see it. I don't love to have it happen, though. No doubt. So when you're making uh, this film, Rye, what were some of the the challenges that, that you faced? What were some of the things that you were like, oh, I didn't even think of that? Well, I think, you know, I mean, nobody, I think, in the world could ever expect that there'd be a global pandemic that would, uh, of course, Im impact, uh, you know, the, the length of production. Um, but there was also, you know, a huge issue um, that arose once we were getting to the point of kind of completing production was uh, the speaking out movement in professional wrestling would come would come out, to, would come to impact us as well. Um, there were people that we were referencing, uh, not necessarily who were in to be interviewed in the film, because I was very specific that this was a film about LGBTQIA plus people in professional wrestling and with the exception of historians uh, who could offer context um, in, uh, in in a sense um, we were only mentioning people um, kind of you know in in passing their whether they're their persona or and, and and who they portrayed in the representation and we had to recut and uh, remove people who uh it turned out had 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 been who had been kind of engulfed in that um in that controversy um and in it ended up being a good thing because it gave me a lot more time to then be able to explore the burgeoning uh a queer pro wrestling um, uh, personalities coming up. I mean, there was a huge groundswell that was starting to happen um, as wrestlers uh, began to see more of themselves on the indies and on television. And so it gave me a chance to revisit the film and find people that were just coming out, 
that were just beginning to be, begin their journey uh, in as as an as a person um, as part of the community uh, actively working in wrestling. So you know, for good and bad. I mean, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that it took longer than it should have um, with a pandemic and things. But it did. Um, you know, the positive side of that is it allowed me to have more time to edit and more time to find uh, additional stories that ultimately gave a much more well-rounded um, um, portrait of uh, the LGBTQIA plus community in pro wrestling. Director Ry Levy and subject Poyo Del Mar with this documentary is called Out in the Ring. Um, Poyo, I've had Peaches Christ on my show twice before, and I'm going to ask, BFF or Nemesis? Oh, I love Peaches. Peaches is an inspiration for me, really, because... One of the things that makes Peaches stand out in the world of drag is that she has something that for which she is so passionate. You know, her thing is cult films. She loves cult films, and she's built a career around celebrating cult films. And in the, the world where many people would be lumped together simply because they are similar kinds of artists or entertainers, it allows her to stand out. And similarly, when I started my career in San Francisco, it was tied closely with Peaches. I've known her for years, and it inspired me to want to find my own thing about which I'm passionate, about which I can um, celebrate a kind of community of people and be part of that. So for me, that became pro wrestling, and actually not too long ago, I was doing an event, and I ran into Peaches, and she and I talked about how wonderful it is that we each have a platform through drag, and the community that we represent in terms of LGBTQ inclusion and and our community, but how we have this much larger community of individuals that we can celebrate something that we both love so much with. So again, hers is cult films, mine is pro wrestling, and we've carved a niche for ourselves. I'm the only drag performer in the United States, at least, that is performing and doing what I'm doing at the level I'm doing it. And, and it makes me very happy to have that place. Once again, this question comes from Ignorance Poyo, but I would imagine it would probably take you longer to get everything just right than someone who doesn't have to shave. You know, like, or do you have it, <laughs> you know, or do you have it down to a science now where you can get ready real quick? Or is it like, you know, getting Planet of the Apes makeup for six hours? Like, where, where is it with how long you, it takes you to get ready? I absolutely am the longest person in any dressing room in terms of the time it takes me to, to get ready. But one of the things that I have done over the years, remember, I've been doing this 17 and a half years. Eight of those have been active in the world of professional wrestling. So I have my, my look, my aesthetic down to pretty much an art form that I can do quickly, but I prefer not to, honestly, because I use that time of pre preparation to do all of the things that are associated with what I have to walk out into the crowd and do. And that's, I think about what I have to say. And I use that time to meditate and sort of get my mind right. I, I get my energy level up because being in my role, I think is um, in the world of professional wrestling, really it's all about what you're presenting to the audience. It's about the, the character and the perception of that character. And I have to be on point when I go out there because not only am I an entertainer in the world of professional wrestling, but I'm somebody who is unexpected in the world of professional wrestling. So as somebody who is, um, was initially considered like window dressing, they thought that because I was a drag performer and drag was 
kind of an on an upswing of popularity that maybe companies were putting me in to appeal to that LGBTQ audience. What they did not realize, though, is that I am legitimately a lifelong fan of professional wrestling. And anyone who watches Out in the Ring when it debuts on Fuse TV tonight will recognize that I'm considered by most people around me in any dressing room or locker room in the world of wrestling one of the foremost um, historians of what we've done. I'm very knowledgeable. And I love—I don't throw that in people's face, but I love to surprise people because they do not expect it from me. That's Poyo Del Mar, and we've been speaking also with director Rye Levy. The movie is called Out in the Ring, and as Poyo just said, you can see it tonight on Fuse and Fuse Plus as part of their award-winning Fuse Docs franchise. Uh, thank you so much, uh, you two, for coming on the show, and um, have fun with it. Thank you so much. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back on Sports Byline. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details. 
We all love children, and many of us have an old car, truck, or van in the driveway. Find the Children has a great way for you to put your unwanted vehicle to good use. Keep listening. Every year, thousands of kids go missing. Trust me, it's a parent's worst nightmare. When a child goes missing, every moment counts, and you need all of the help you can get. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to locating missing children and bringing them home safely. You can help support their mission by donating your car, truck, van, or SUV. A towing company will come and pick up your car for free, running or not, and the donation of your car is tax deductible. Your help is providing the funds they need to continue their services. Call now, donate your old vehicle to find the children and get free pickup. Here's the number. 800-670-7830. 800-670-7830. That's 800-670-7830. Uh, you know, people are always asking me, Tiger, uh, how do you do it? And my answer is, shut up. Uh, I ask the questions around here. I'm Tiger Woods. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. Uh, very interesting that there was a judge in Washington State that granted Oregon State, Washington State, sole control of the Pac-12 Board of Directors yesterday. Judge Gary Libby granted a stay on the decision at no objection, as the other 10 schools, of course, are leaving and uh, this comes two months after a temporary restraining order at the request of OSU and WSU that prevented the commissioner of the Pac-12, George Klyovkov, from calling any board meetings. And the judge said, I grew up where conduct spoke louder than words. That's how my parents treated me, and that's how I treated my children when they were growing up. With that in mind, this court finds in favor of the plaintiffs and are likely to prevail in their interpretation of the bylaws. And this was a little courthouse in Whitman County, right near Pullman, in the wandering Palouse of East Washington, where this where this went down. But the other schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, Stanford, UCLA, USC, Utah, they're like, wait, wait, wait. Look, the two schools left have argued, as they've done for months, that we're the only ones here, so they're the only ones who get to vote on anything. And... <laughs> If you look at the lawyer for OSU and WSU, Eric McMichael, he said, there isn't a single document that's been produced which shows that the University of Washington thought that this was the correct position unless it was provided with a withdrawal and now the shoe is on the other foot. But parties are not allowed to just blatantly flip-flop on the meaning of a contractual provision so they can just have their cake and also eat it too. So, you know. They were asked, so does that mean the Pac-12 keeps going? And the judge said if, if uh, Oregon State and Washington State want to keep it going and get more members on the board, they can keep it going. So, you know, what does that mean? Are they going to try and take the Pac-2 and 
add six, eight, ten more teams to it? I don't know. But WSU president Kirk Schultz says, this has always been our view that the future of the Pac-12 should be determined by the remaining members, not the ones leaving. And this position is consistent with the action of the Pac-12 board directors. And they took the first two schools, announced the departure a year ago. So, yeah, I mean, it seems pretty self-evident. Why do you get to keep it if you're leaving? And the answer is, you don't. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. We got another hour. USA News, I'm Corey Myers. The House has passed a stopgap bill that will prevent a government shutdown. Dave Collins has the details. The House voted in favor of a Republican plan to fund some departments until mid-January and the rest through early February at current spending levels. The bill now heads to the Senate where it has bipartisan support. Chuck Schumer said he would pass the legislation as soon as possible. The House Speaker knows who he's supporting in the presidential election. The newly appointed Speaker of the House, Louisiana Republican Mike Johnson, expressed his full support for Donald Trump to run for president again in 2024 during an appearance on CNBC. I have endorsed him wholeheartedly. Um, Look, I was uh, one of the closest allies that President Trump had in Congress. He had a phenomenal first term. Those first two years, as you all know, we brought about the greatest economic numbers in the history of the world, not just the country, because his policies worked. And I'm I'm all in for President Trump. Johnson, who was endorsed by Trump as a tremendous congressman respected by everybody during his nomination for speaker last month, was part of the congressional Republicans who backed Trump's post-2020 election efforts to remain in power. I'm John Schaefer. Tensions escalated at a congressional hearing with union leaders when Oklahoma Republican Senator Mark Wayne Mullen stood up, seemingly challenging Teamsters President Sean O'Brien to a fight. Senator Bernie Sanders intervened, instructing Mullen to sit down and conduct himself appropriately as a senator. President Biden is actively working to improve the relationship with China. We're not trying to decouple from China. What we're trying to do is change the relationship for the better. Biden told reporters that his intention is to restart military communications. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive Burger Perfection Flight for just $79.99. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo 
code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each Pure Ground Burger so you can sample all the steak-on-a-bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, use promo code TREAT at checkout, and get $20 off the Burger Perfection Flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Unionized Starbucks workers organizing their most significant strike to date on one of the coffee chain's busiest annual days. Starbucks Workers United stated it's pressing the company to reach an agreement. The union is also advocating for the suspension of mobile ordering during major promotional events. According to the union, the yearly occasion when Starbucks distributes free reusable holiday cups is its most substantial sales event of the season and is recognized as one of the most notoriously challenging and understaffed days for the baristas who handle them. San Diego Padres owner Peter Seidler has passed away at the age of 63. Despite overcoming cancer twice, he faced additional health challenges in August. The grandson of Walter O'Malley, who moved the Dodgers to L.A., Seidler joined the San Diego ownership group in 2012, assuming full control in 2020. Known for bold team moves, enhancing Petco Park, record-setting payrolls, and securing marquee players, the Padres, under his leadership, reached the National League Championship Series in 2022. The Beatles creating musical history with their latest track, Now and Then, entering the Billboard Hot 100 at number seven, further extending their record as the group with the most top 10 hits. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8-Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-211-6008-800-211-6008-800-211-6008. That's 800-211-6008. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch.
Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, around the world on American Forces Radio Network. Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions, with his voice. Oh, Dan Campbell here. Would you buy some kneecap show? I won't do his voice. Well, I just did a little bit. Remember when he got hired as head coach, he said, we're going to bite your kneecaps off. It's a pretty good quote, and he's done pretty well. Probably better than most of us thought he would so far. They're not a title contender yet, but they're a serious team. And he was asked uh, yesterday about going forward on fourth down a lot. His quote was, Here is what I would say, because I tell my family this. Just wear a diaper before some of these games. I'll give them an alert and say, put them on and be ready to roll. Now, what does that mean? Be ready to roll. (laughs) I always wonder about astronauts. Like, there must be something. They must have a, as uh, Bill Clinton called it, a poop shoot. I don't know if he did. Um, I'll just attribute it to him. He's from Arkansas. And then, um, you know, also, if you think about, uh, you know, there's incontinence issues as well. Foreign countries, continents, countries, whatever. Uh, there's that those issues as well. Um, but <clears throat> I also knew a guy who flew uh, uh, bombing missions over Vietnam. Judge him if you want. But he said when they started shooting at him, he would pee his pants every time. He said, I went through a lot of underwear. But as far as watching a game, does that mean you're going to jump up and down until you take a dump? Or does that mean you're so nervous and scared? It's kind of like the pilot story. You just start going wee-wee with your pee-pee. Or is it pee-pee with your wee-wee? I don't know. But uh, put them on and be ready to roll. <laughs> so thank you, Dan Campbell, for that little uh, that little sound bite. All right, we are going to uh, go to J.D. Sharp on the other side. we got another full hour. Come on back. Jim Gaffigan here with some more Straight Talk. Now you can get a Walmart Plus membership, plus not pay for it, because it's included with Straight Talk wireless plans. You get free delivery with Walmart Plus, plus a Paramount Plus subscription included. Plus, you pay less for gas. That's a lot of pluses. Only Straight Talk gives you unlimited 5G data and Walmart Plus included on select plans for free. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Requires service on gold or platinum unlimited. One offer per eligible account. Paramount Plus essential plan only. Separate registration required. Additional terms apply. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495.
Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-433-0539-800-433-0539-800-433-0539. That's 800-433-0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans. This is J.D. Sharp. I've been developing a revolutionary sports handicapping service, and you can be a part of the beta. Sign up at BetUS.com with a deposit of as little as $50 and use the promo code SHARPBETTING. Email a screenshot of your account to WorldwideSharp at gmail.com and I'll reply personally with my plays. My NFL record this season was an industry best 72-33, and and this is the only way to know all my plays the moment I make them. Let's keep making money together. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Coming up next, Rick Tittle. Thank you for that. And uh, we're waiting on J.D. Sharp. I've waited long enough. Um, college football um, obviously brings in a lot of revenue, and so does college basketball, men's basketball. And those are the two that, of course, power your athletic departments. And I was just looking at the top revenue producers in the United States when it comes to football and basketball being together. And Texas comes in first at $239.3 million, which is amazing when you think about that because Texas Longhorn basketball is not elite. It's good, but it's not like Duke or North Carolina. Alabama, as you might imagine, is up there, $214.4 million. Tennessee... 154.6. Arizona, 124.4. And I would probably think like nine-tenths of that is, well, they are, in, of course, in a big conference, Power Five, but the basketball team is where it's at. North Carolina is sixth at 122.6 million. So you think about <clears throat> bringing in those two schools together and you think about, well, where's, you know, Ohio State and Michigan and the amount of money that these teams bring in. The point is, is that it's big business. And this is why, you know, you think about uh, Jimbo Fisher being fired and college station, and they're going to have to pay him over $70 million to not coach. Great quote unquote work. If you can get it right. So the playoff system is going to be changing 
in a big way. We got four this year for the last time, and we're going to quadruple it to 12. And the 12 teams in the bracket would include the sixth highest rated conference champions and then the next sixth highest rated programs. The top four conference champions will get buys into the quarterfinals. And should fewer than six conferences be represented, they still have to get to the six. Now, there's a legitimate chance this format's going to be adjusted because there's no more Pac-12. And that could result in something as simple as guaranteeing playoff spots for only the top five conference champions and then have seven at-large berths. Or something more drastic, such as doing away with automatic qualifiers completely. And the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, remember, they just got the superintendent of West Point to, not West Point, Air Force, Colorado Springs, to to redo this. A general. And, you know, if you think about the change of Georgia jumping Ohio State for the number one spot this last weekend, still ranked ahead of Michigan the Buckeyes are considered the Big Chim champions uh, at this point, but, you know, they have to play each other in two weeks. So if you looked right now, and this is from Jerry Palm and his five friends, Jerry Palm took a look at how these uh, the 12 teams would look um, right now. You'd have four first-round games and then four teams with buys. Missouri at Alabama, the winner advances to play Ohio State. Tulane at Michigan, winner advances to play Washington. Oregon State at Oregon, winner advances to play Florida State. Louisville at Texas, winner advances to play Georgia. So already, to me, this is a mess. (laughs) You really should probably have it just be six teams or eight and give a couple buys or eight teams and no one gets a buy. But you go 12. Tulane is in the playoffs. Are you serious? And they're going to go to Ann Arbor in this scenario. What a waste of a Saturday or a Monday or a Friday night, whatever it is. Mizzou makes the playoffs. Louisville. I mean, even Oregon State. What they got? Ugalele. Tiny Tim. Uh, Texas has no business being in the playoffs. No business being there. So, as I said, Oregon State, Washington, Florida State, and Georgia, Georgia would get passes. I mean, Oregon State at Oregon, they used to call that um, the Civil War, but they can't call that anymore because during the Civil War, slavery existed. Even though one of the reasons the Civil War was fought was to end slavery, at least that we've been told that, but you can't mention the Civil War. It's offensive, apparently. But you'd get Oregon a State versus Oregon, which but my point is, is that you can't it, it it it's just you you can't have so many mediocre teams why do we got to go to 12 and this is a problem that's been happening in the history of college football when i was in high school BYU was the national champion because they were undefeated and they played San Jose State Fresno State 
San Diego State, Utah State, my state of mind. But they were the only team in America that was undefeated. So they were named national champs, and it was stupid. And then when I started doing this show, we had the Peter Wolf computer, the Kali Matrix computer. Remember all those dumb computers? Well, we take all the computers, we put them all together, and what do we have now? We still will have votes. Even with 12 teams, we'll still have votes. And there will be six, seven, eight teams kicking and screaming, how did Tulane get that last spot when it should have been us? Write in your team name. It should have been the Tar Heels. It should have been LSU. It should, I mean, just write it in. And, <laughs> I mean, if you think about when we got the, the, the rankings, and we have to wait a long time just to get them. It was our third edition when they were released yesterday. And it was big news that Georgia elevated itself to number one from the resounding win over Lame Kiffin's Ole Miss Rebs. So that knocked the Buckeyes down a spot to two. And then it went Michigan, Florida State, and then Washington. And then Oregon, which has one lost, is eyeing a potential shot at revenge in a rematch with Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. They came in at six. But the, the reason, if you look at Tulane, who's ranked 24th by the selection committee, they get in as best group of five team. Remember, we had that before with Cincinnati and UCF. And like, why can't we get in? Where? How come we're not involved? So, I mean, would you rather have Tulane or Penn State? Would you rather have Tulane or, you know, Iowa is ranked 16th. But you're going to have the 24th team. I mentioned Arizona Wildcats. They're 17. The The Tennessee Volunteers are 18. And you're going to throw them in instead? That's the whole thing, though, now. Um, and by the way, Penn State, the quarterback there, Drew Aller, they're 130th in the nation in passing. <laughs> He's they're not really getting it done. I shouldn't laugh. But the it's just... It's already, I already think the the playoffs are dumb, but they're going to get really, really, really dumb now that we're going to have 12. And they're just treating it like a pro league. It's not a pro league. There's just the way it's built, there are too many teams. And now you're putting in at least four, five, six teams that stink. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Byland. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. 
The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Do you own an annuity? either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Ah, whatever works. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure now to be joined by a veteran filmmaker, Wendy Morgan. She has a brand new film that uh, she has produced and written and directed. It's called Mercy. It's from Hear Their Voice Productions. And, uh, 
Wendy, congratulations. This this really is your baby, which I guess is kind of a double-edged sword because you get the freedom to do whatever you want. And But on the other hand, it, it's all on you, right? Right, Rick. Hello, by the way. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Yeah, it's that's yeah definitely a double-edged sword. But there's lots of people involved in the making of a film. It's like a village. So every time I see it, I see everything and everyone that contributed to it from people who just phoned up to say, you know, keep going or someone who helped me with tech or the actors or, you know, whatever it may happen. So many, so many, so many things. So it's been a journey of 11 years. Yeah. It's um, pretty amazing when you think about your career. Like, do you ever turn on the TV, the telly and you see something and you're like, oh, I forgot I was in that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's 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 been a 40 40- Mm, my maths is not good, but around 45 years, I think. <laughs> from, so, where, from where do you hail? Where did you grow up in England? I was born in Radlett in Hertfordshire. Mm-hmm. And then I moved into London and I lived in London in Hampstead for some time. Ooh, and posh. then I moved out posh. And then guess what? From posh, I went right out to Essex. <laughs> <laughs> so, oi, oi, mate. You got you got your accent then, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I kind of pull that out of the bag every now and again and then slip back into trying to be RP, receive pronunciation, as they call it. Right. So, yeah, it's fun. And I go cold water swimming in Essex, so big shout out to all the blue tits in, <laughs> in Essex. They won't hear this, but hey, anyway. Hello. Um, well, this is on American Forces Network. Maybe they're somehow somewhere getting it. Yeah. Um, my little home away from home in Hearts was uh, Harpenden, and um, oh, I know it well. Yeah, yeah. And I coached uh, basketball on Hamel Hempstead, and uh, you did, yeah. And uh, so I'm very, very aware with Hertfordshire, darling. Is it all right? Oh, right. Uh, my friend Jacko Jack Chickfra, who's le- most lately been in, with King Crimson, we've known each other since we were about sixteen, and he was a second guitar lead vocalist for King Crimson for the last for their last gigs, uh, for their last tour, and, and many other things. But he's out in Hemel, so hi, Jacko. Yeah, I just actually interviewed the guy that directed their documentary a couple of weeks ago. You did? Yeah. Did you see the documentary? I have not. Oh, you need to see it. Oh, I wish, I want to hear it. Can you send me the link afterwards? <laughs> if I interview? have the link, yes, absolutely. Oh, right. All I'd right. Love to hear it. A, a what let, a cool yeah, thing. Very cool. Glad to know that you are uh, there up on the Thames link. Um mm. Mercy, tell us about the plot, please, Wendy. Well, basically, it's the life and death of a factory-farmed pig, and we follow the journey of a factory-farmed pig from birth to death. And all who, and the pig's called Mercy, and all who Mercy meets along that journey and how they're changed forever by this um, actors play the animals, although there is documentary footage. So it's a drama, uh, you know, a na- narrative feature, one hour, 22 minutes. And that's basically it. But like the story of Cinderella, we know what happens in the end, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, it's, but it's trying to look into that journey from lots of different angles, from the, from the animal angle or I should say the non-human animal angle, and then from the slaughterman perspective, and then from the consumer. So I play in it, 
lady called Jeannie who loves animals, but she's not vegetarian, but she, she just has grown up that way. So she's not a bad person, you know, and, and then from different people, we get the perspective, hopefully, of, of what we're doing to the planet, not only by farming and animals intensively. One of the, uh, the cruel things about the pig and the chicken and the cow is that they're just so tasty and they can't help it. And yet, on the other hand, I have a friend who saw the video of someone holding a little piglet underneath the running faucet and the piglet is laughing and smiling. And, and she said, I can never, ever eat pork or bacon again after seeing that. Right. It's heartbreaking. Um, are, is there a pol- you know what? political message right. behind this? Sure. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I'm not very, I'm not, I don't know what minded I am if I'm political or not political. I, I just know what I feel. So I come from that area of what we're doing to the animals affects the planet, affects our health. Um, it affects the, the infrastructure of the earth because of all the because of the intensive farming that's going on and and where the waste goes, how it affects, yeah, the environment. And um, so in that way, it's it's political. And by the way, animals, they taste good. Right, if you put a little kid in a playpen with a a piglet and an apple, what are they going to eat? Because it's, you have to kill the animal to make it edible. Well, unless you're just into live eating live things, which I know some cultures are, um, and then they're made tasteful by a lot of sources. But I don't know that you'd eat it raw, unless some people do like raw steak, I guess. But they're pumped full of lots of antibiotics, so we're not just eating something pure. Well, when we eat an animal, there's so much that goes into it to keep the animals well inverted commas in such intense conditions because they're different herds all put together in in one pen so there's cross-contamination they get quite sick but they're pumped full of antibiotics and various other things plus the adrenaline that any creature would have before death if we're lined up in a row knowing that we're going to die because we hear our brothers and sisters screaming we're going to get adrenaline pumping in us so we're eating fear you know i could talk to you all day and you don't have all day so stop me (laughs) well the other thing is too wendy you know we know that some food like kobe beef is raised in a net or they'll have veal before the muscles get too tight i mean there are some very cruel things but yeah on the other hand when you look at at these places these farms the animals before they are slaughtered I guess because the people know they're going to be slaughtered, the, the the treatment is inhumane beyond words at some of these places. Well, some even even um, lawful by law legal sorry legal practices they slam them they slam sick pigs or runts to the floor, and that's legal. The tail like I'm just talking about pigs here, but there's so many other things. So, for example, pigs their tails and teeth are cut without. And they're uh, castrated without anaesthetic, you know. Um, with cows, their their babies are taken away. They suckle maybe once, and then they're gone. And they, the cow, the cows are grieving forever, and then they're inseminated again. Um, you know, and chickens, they're just kept in terrible conditions, and the way they're killed. So, yeah. What was the question again? Oh, yeah, the how they're how they're kept before 
slaughter, the conditions and cruelty. The, the, in my film, there was an investigation by Animal Aid which showed cruelty on top of the inherent cruelty of being in an environment for a very intelligent animal that is cramped and confined. They don't have space to run around. They're not, they're not stimulated. They're just crammed in together in the dark mostly. And they're kicked and shoved even just to get them on and off and in and out of somewhere. There's no love to them. They're, they're smarter than dogs, but they're treated just terribly. But that's just pigs, you know, like this is, if you think pig, think chicken, think cow, think mm-hmm. uh, any, any like fish, any, any farmed animal. Mm-hmm. Can you hear the rain? I'm such a On a lighter note, in the rain. let me ask yeah. you this. <laughs> <laughs> being, go for it, go for it. Being that you are, are from Hearts and you're you're quite posh and, and famous, did you ever eat at uh, Auberge de Lac at Brockett Hall? No, I did not. I should do that, right? I never got there. It was always just a little too... Um, I, I wasn't a big-time Charlie for it, as you would say. Does it, does, it, um, does it still there? Yeah. No, it's still there, yeah. Okay. Auberge de Lac, you know where Brockett Hall is, right? No, I don't know it. Oh, yes. I must find it. Yes, okay. it's uh, it's in Welland Garden City. Ah, okay. All right. Do you ever cover jujitsu, by the way? Um, yes, I cover everything. Okay, because I just thought I'd just plug it in. I do Brazilian jujitsu. I've become blue belt. I've been oh, in a blue do you know who Hoist um, Gracie? I sure do. Yeah. With, a, with a Rolls Gracie lineage, Mauricio Gomez yeah. with PMA Academy out in. Uh, in Rayleigh in Essex with Lee okay. Catlin as our instructor. So I only interrupt because I've had him in person uh, on my show. You have? Yes. <gasps> and I brought up oh, Germany's God. drubbing of Brazil in the World Cup and, and he, he almost beat me up. Um, <laughs> we have to run, but let's. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Okay. It's been Thanks quite lovely. Um, we've been speaking with Wendy Morgan, the writer, director, producer of the movie Mercy. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rick. Bye. All right. Good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died or did it. Some published authors are making significant money. So join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but 
I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look for reptiles. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the show author Clayton Truter. He's the author of a new book entitled Boston Ball, Rick Pitino, Jim Calhoun, Gary Williams, and the Forgotten Cradle of Basketball Coaches. This is available now from University of Nebraska Press. Clayton, welcome to the show. And, you know, when we think of basketball, I'm from the Bay Area, so I think of, you know, all the great players from Oakland and San Francisco and, of course, New York City with all the great street courts and everything. Boston, I think they kind of get forgotten. Is that why you wrote this book? In part, thanks for having me on, Rick. Yes, I thought this was an underappreciated aspect of the history of college basketball. You have three Hall of Fame coaching careers that begin roughly at the same time in Boston in the early 1980s. You have Jim Calhoun coaching at Northeastern, Rick Pitino coaching at BU, and Gary Williams coaching at Boston College. And even these coaches themselves have talked very little bit about this period in their history. I was going to graduate school in Boston at the time when I thought of this, and it occurred to me that all these coaches were there simultaneously. Um, Patino talks about it in like three pages in his memoir. Um, Calhoun spends a chapter on his time at Northeastern in his autobiography. And Gary Williams spends like five pages on in his autobiography on his time at Boston College. So I figured it uh, it deserved more scrutiny. What, what happened to the fact that, because we think of, I think of BC, I, I think football, and I think of BU, I think 
hockey, you know, I, what happened to the Boston hoop scene with those schools? I think I think once those coaches left, they never had really had somebody on the same level to to replace them. Jim O'Brien did very well at BC in the '90s for a time. I think also there was a shifting dynamic in terms of conferences, with BC eventually ending up in the ACC. They ended up in a league, both in terms of football and in terms of basketball, that proved a little more difficult for them to compete consistently in. And BU and Northeastern ended up going in different directions. The conference they were both in. Uh, in the early 80s was something of a mid-major called the ECAC North. It evolved into the North Atlantic Conference and is now America East, which is probably on the lower end of, of, of conferences in college basketball, rather than being almost like, say, like the Missouri Valley was like 10 or 15 years ago. That's kind of what the ECAC North was in this time period, because not only were there BU and Northeastern in that league, you also had Canisius and Niagara, which frequently competed for uh, NIT or NCAA bids in that era as well. You talk about March Madness. That's when I'd always hear about Holy Cross or you know UMass. Those teams seemed like they kept the programs flowing, even though they were not the biggest recruiters. Absolutely, and I think it also has to do with the changing dynamic in college basketball. That really, from the end of the 1940s through the 1970s, there was something of a divide between the major conference schools, like you'd see in the Bay Area, in, in the Bay Area, see in the Midwest the schools that were competing for the NCAA tournament, whereas the Northeast was a little more, I guess you could say, parochial and much more focused on the NIT. When the NCAA clearly surpasses that in significance and the NCAA expands, I think you start to see those schools have more of a, of a, of a crack at it in the NCAA tournament and oftentimes surprise people because the NCAA tournament had been so dominated by teams from the major conferences from the 1950s well into the 1980s. When Georgetown wins the NCAA tournament in 1984, it's the first time that a team from the Northeast had won the tournament since LaSalle in the 50s. Mm. So, so really the dominance of college basketball had so much been, been the Pac-10 and, and the Big Ten and, and the SEC and the ACC. Would you also say, too, that perhaps it's a, a case of most of these schools in the Boston area are really higher uh, institutions of learning, the, the academics sort of take over. It's kind of like the excuse we use out here in the Bay Area for Cal and Stanford. It's like everybody's doing research in labs instead of practicing. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's a legitimate excuse, whether it's Cal and Stanford or the elite schools on the East Coast, that they face the same issues. Um, Boston College, as I talk about in this book to a great extent, had a tough time recruiting against a lot of their Big East peers because the academic standards there were so high. They really had to go find some diamonds in the rough, guys like... Uh, John Bagley and Michael Adams who went on to very good NBA careers, but were not highly recruited high school players to build these these winning teams. And I think if you look at all three of them, they ended up taking somewhat of an unconventional approach in that time period in terms of building winning teams. By the end of the 70s, everybody had kind of followed the UCLA model with having having big men being the dominant force, whether it was Kareem or Walton or, or Bob Lanier or, or Artis Gilmore elsewhere. Um, the schools were seeking those guys out. Just just from the Boston area, there's Patrick Ewing in that time period. BC, BU, those schools didn't didn't get him. They played very much small ball. They 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 played in a fast breaking style. They pressed. They trapped. This kind of aggressive up tempo style of basketball is is very much the hallmark of Boston ball, and you see it later on in the career of each of these coaches. That's that's very much the approach they took when they were coaching more on, on a national scale, whether it was Calhoun at UConn. Patino at a half dozen places, or Gary Williams at Maryland. When you think about players that came out of the area, 
Um, you know, I know Bill Lane Beer, I believe, was a Boston guy. Um, after that, Mike, I'm like, who else? I mean, am I am I just drawing a blank? I mean, you mentioned Ewing there, obviously. Um, uh, you know, but who else would be some of the uh, the greats that went to Boston high schools? Uh, Ramil Robinson, who was a big star at Michigan, is, is a Boston area guy. He's a high school teammate of Patrick Ewing at Cambridge Ringe and Latin. Carl Hobbs, who was a big player in the 80s, came out of the Boston area schools. Uh, Harold Presley, who was a big star at Villanova, came out of this. Um, a number of the guys who were prominent players on the rosters at, at BC and BU were. But, yeah, certainly it was not the most fertile recruiting turf in the country. Ewing coming out of there and being the top player in the country in the very early 80s was something of an anomaly. What was it about Patino, you think, that separated him from the rest? Obviously, he had a lot of charisma, but you need to know your X's and O's as well. Why did people, um, why were they drawn to Ricky P? I think there's two reasons. I think, first of all, he's a fantastic salesman. When he was 25 years old, he convinced BU to give him a Division I head coaching job. Not only that, he, he convinced them to double his salary from the previous coach, give him 12 12 scholarships instead of six, and double his recruiting budget. So in addition to being a great X's and O's guy, he was he was a great self-promoter. He's a tireless worker. I mean, he was a 22-hour-a-day working kind of guy back in the late 70s, long before that became commonplace among coaches. I think, secondly, he had a great coaching foundation in that he was one of the early five-star five camp kind of kids who became a major college coach. He used the same kind of stations they used at five-star camp with Hubie Brown and Chuck Daly and uh, and Bob Bobby Knight and people like that. He used that in coaching as as his method. That he treated it just like that summer camp in some respects. He was a counselor there, which served him well in terms of recruiting to BU, which was not exactly the hottest place to recruit in the country. So I think a combination of that methodology, his doggedness, and just his his gift of gab were the things that put him ahead. I think most of us remember Jim Calhoun from UConn, obviously, and taking that little team where he did and cutting down reporters who make dumb questions too but he had an amazing uh time up there talk if you could tell us a little bit more about the northeastern uh stint because that's the one that i don't think we we know as well yeah he became a college coach when he was about 30 years old in 1972 well before the other two coaches one thing about this book is i'm dealing with a fairly short time period with patino five years, and Gary Williams four years in terms of their head coaching tenures. Calhoun is the head coach at Northeastern for 14 seasons. He came in as a very good high school coach from Dedham High School, which was right near Boston. Boston, they'd been a bottom feeder in high school basketball. He led them to a 22-1 and season. And as a result of that, he got on the radar of local colleges. Two weeks before the start of the 1972-1973 season, Northeastern suddenly needed a new coach because their, their previous coach had left to join the FBI Academy. Uh, you could only be 30 years old and join the FBI Academy at that point, so we figured that was a more stable career path than coaching a low-level Division One school. Calhoun took a pay cut from teaching high school. You know, it was like a union job. He took a, he took a pay cut from that to become a, a college basketball coach. Uh, had to moonlight with other jobs. And is taking over a program that was a Division Two program just a couple of years earlier. So he's playing with the Division Two roster against Division One opponents. Very quickly, though, he asserts himself as a successful coach at lower-level Division I basketball and develops recruiting pipelines. In particular, he's able to, to get a, a niche in Pittsburgh. A number of uh, Northeastern's best players either came out of the Pittsburgh area 
or came from Baltimore, most notably Reggie Lewis, who played on that famous Dunbar High School team. He brings them up, and they just start dominating uh, college basketball in New England. They got to the NCAA tournament five out of six years. They seem to have an endless supply of six foot six, six foot seven guys who played like six foot one guards in terms of their athleticism. And they uh, they scored three consecutive upsets three years in a row in the NCAA tournament. They were sort of like they were almost like Gonzaga in the late '90s, the way they they played in the NCAA tournament in the early to mid '80s. And everyone kept calling them Northwestern because it was such a more familiar <laughs> school name. At one point, he was actually offered the Northwestern job, um, uh, which was was kind of ironic. But uh, yeah, he, he I think he got as far as he possibly could with that Northeastern gig. It, they didn't have a ton of support. They played in an old building, and um, UConn, a state university, offered him a job. It was a Big East job, and uh, still for him, it was relatively close to home. Um, he's from just south of Boston. Stores, Connecticut's like two hours from Boston. I don't think he's ever lived more than two hours from, from his hometown in his life. And uh, he, he certainly built a strong program up there in many ways using the same model he did. When I talked with, with a number of different people about Calhoun, they said when they saw those early UConn teams and some of those great players they had, whether it was Chris Smith or Scott Burrell or Nadav Hennefeld, those guys reminded them so much of some of the guys a few years earlier who played at Northeastern that he just encouraged a certain speed and tenacity and aggressiveness on the boards among his players. And it played on at UConn in the same way that it played on at Northeastern. We only have about a minute. Last question for you. Is there someone like from Emerson or Tufts or, you know, Harvard that were that was an absolute stallion at basketball that we kind of forget about? Well, I think one particular in, particularly interesting thing about Harvard was that they had Satch Sanders, who'd been the Celtics coach, uh, as their coach in the 1970s. And he was, I believe, the third African-American head coach in the history of Division One basketball. And uh, Mike Jarvis, who figures prominently in the book, he was later a coach at BU, he went to Northeastern, was his primary assistant for many years. Jarvis is also the Ewing's head coach at Cambridge Ringe in Latin, the high school power in Cambridge uh, back in the 70s. So, so I think that Satch Sanders period is the undersold period in Harvard basketball history. The, the book is called Boston Ball, Rick Pitino, Jim Calhoun, Gary Williams, and the Forgotten Cradle of Basketball Coaches, available now from University of Nebraska Press. And we have been speaking with the author, Clayton Truter. Thank you so much, Clayton, and congratulations on this book. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me on. Have a good afternoon. All right, you too. And we have open lines if you want to squeeze in real quick. One eight hundred eight seven eight plank. Come on, man. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. 
Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. It says 100% guaranteed, you moron. Mister, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass. Rick Tittle's got a black belt in keeping it real. Thank you for this, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. A couple minutes left. You know, it's like I, I don't care about the Clippers. They've never heard a flea, even with their lob city and all that dumb stuff. They never heard a flea. Uh, James Harden has played five games with them. They're on five. <laughs> I just, I, it's a team sport, right? I'm just saying. You want James Harden? You can have him. That's all. Uh, also, Jeff Passan, who I admire, a great baseball writer. He's now at ESPN. Um, he said that uh, that Shohei Otani's agent. Nez Bolello, yes, 
Nez Balello. Nez means nose in French. Anyway, um, Passon said, if visits between Otani and a team are reported publicly, it will be held against the team, so the circles will be tiny and tight, end quote. So, <clears throat> in other words, shut up. Um, John Lynch told the story, told the story about how when he volunteered to be the GM, he called up Jed York and said, what about me? And he's like, well, you're not a GM. He goes, I know, but how about me? They had one of those nine hour meetings, whatever. And then John Lynch spent the night at Jed York's house. He wanted to make sure that Jed didn't leak it to the press. I'm like, okay. But apparently that's a big thing. Uh, Otani, if you want to uh, sign him, shut your mouth. That's what he's saying. He says, losing sucks and shut your mouth. Your big, fat, raging gob. Your pie hole. All right. On that happy note, we'll say goodbye and be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.